welcome to another episode of Girl Boss Radio from Panoply. I'm Sophia Amoruso. I have a cold. <laughs> I'm the founder of Nasty Gal, the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Girl Boss, and author of Nasty Galaxy, a beautiful, fully illustrated, and linen-bound, full-color book with everything from how-tos to a trip inside my house and my closet to Q&As with different girl bosses who inspire me. You can reserve your signed copy today at nastygal.com slash book. On this podcast, I interview a different woman who's carved out a path for herself. We trace her from her first job to how she got to where she is today to extract solid advice for our listeners who are doing the same with their lives. To stay in touch with all things Girl Boss, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Girl Boss. You can sign up for our newsletter, Girl Boss Diary, by going to girlboss.com. And you can follow me at Sophia Amoruso, that's with a PH, pretty much everywhere. I hope Girl Boss Radio helps you to achieve your goals, or at the very least, provides some amount of inspiration for you. So, help us achieve our goals. If you like our podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and share your love on social media. We recently made it to the iTunes Top 50, but we're not there every week, so with your help, we can make it happen. Today's guest is Melissa Ben-Eshai, the founder and chief product officer of Mmm, Baked by Melissa. But first, Liz Carey is back on the show, who you can find at the Liz Carey on Instagram. She's real funny. She's an actress and a comedian. She's everywhere you want her to be. And we'll be talking about the highs and lows of our week, our girl boss moments, and of course, your girl boss moments. Liz, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, man. I've been seeing you a lot lately. Yeah, just all <laughs> over the place. Yeah, we celebrated the um, Forbes cover. Yes, we did. We had a little, uh, we had fun. some drinks you last night. You had a couple night. glasses of champagne. I but I had some champagne. Two glasses of champagne, I'm out for the night. I was supposed to go to yeah. dinner afterward, and I told my friend, I was like, I'm, that's a wrap for me at 9, 10. I had like three quarters of one glass, and I already have a sinus infection, <laughs> and it didn't really help. What else? It was just really, the event last night was so nice because it was really nice. I had a few friends. I had our producer on the show, Shara. Shara was there partying. Um, there were agents. There were guys from the Netflix girls, mostly yeah. actually from the Netflix team and then different vendors that we work with at Nasty Gal who supported us through the years. We've had some great customers. Yeah. The girls from the Lady Gang podcast came. Boom. Yeah, it was just, it was really cool, especially meeting, I think, some of our vendors who have worked with the brand for so long and to whom I seem like a distant thing, which yeah. is just like, whoa, I don't want to be that unreachable or something. Yeah, you know, it's these nice are people to meet that, people. that are really important to the brand. And so that felt really good. Um, it. So the news is out. Britt Robertson is the star of the Netflix show. Oh my God. She's so cute. She's really cute. She just dyed her hair brown. It looks so good. She's really cute. I'm going to go see the wardrobe for the show today. Oh, you are? I, yeah. The wardrobe designer and I like ripped through my closet and good. I have all the shit I used to wear when I was like 22, <gasps> like so much vintage, like so many high waisted pants. They probably fit you. I can't get my butt in there. Anymore, I want to but... try on anything that's rejected. Well, I'm keeping it but i mean for borrow we'll have a sample sale we'll have a donate to liz's closet so what else hillary? oh no big deal i was just gonna say no big deal hillary oh yeah a lady might be president that's pretty what? cool um, might be i'm moving out if she's not i know yeah where are we going you guys tweeted us tell us where all the girl bosses are gonna move mm. what island will we colonize if trump is president <laughs> even my 10 year old what's the point of girl boss radio if that guy's president i feel like we're all screwed my son goes mom donald trump isn't like really gonna be president is he and i was like no uh, 
Oh, no. I don't think. Oh, my God. It's cool that he's 10 and he cares. My friend's mom goes, well, I'm just going to vote for him because I think he's hysterical. (laughs) My friend goes, what about about the rest of our lives, though, Mom? Like, you can't place a vote because it's hysterical. Some people think it's entertaining. Yeah. It would be really funny if he was president. They're so dumb. But it's our country. It's like, that'd be fun for a day. it's, It's our safety. It's future generations. Yeah. I mean, I know we're all into reality shows and stuff, but now this this is life. You're fired. <laughs> You're fired. Yeah, that's what I want to tell him. You're fired. Can you just? I just can't imagine. Just walk through it in your mind, like just, him on the on the Air Force One with his hair flipping all oh over my the God, place. Like the, he lands the, and it's just like boom. The comb over. <laughs> yeah, it's like an earthquake. He just walks like, off. <laughs> <laughs> I really like looking at all these old photos of Hillary. I mean, obviously, I knew she was. A fucking ball or badass, but when you go back in time, I mean, she's been balling since she was 12. Major history. Yeah. Major history being made. Yeah. And hopefully it keeps being made in the right direction. We'll see. It will. Yeah. All right. How'd your audition go, Liz? You know what? It's been a week of, I've had your a few. Your audition for <laughs> It was good. It was, that was good. Sophia loves, she it. wants to see, she loves watching it. What? I'm a coach. You should be an agent. If you weren't this, you would be a great agent. I Yeah, probably. Why? I don't know. I just think you're good at that. Oh, that's cool. Did you have a girl boss moment this week? It said, what was it? Give me yours while I think. It said. No, Did I was listening. No, I was listening. No, or I was listening was to a, a song and it gave me a like moment. A, a STD kind no, of. No, it's PSA like some. It was like some rap song. It was this guy talking about his life, and uh, tell me your moment. It'll come to me. Hmm, my girl boss moment. I feel like I always end up with really pithy girl boss moments, like patience, <laughs> virtue, you know? gratitude. I, I think quinoa. I think my girl boss moment was just celebrating with the team in seeing like the lift and morale that being recognized can give people. And for me, yeah, sure. It's nice to be on the cover of Forbes, but the coolest part about it is that everyone who follows me on Instagram is tagging their friend and saying, Hey, this is us in five years. Yeah, that is nice. And that our team is just engaged and it feels like nasty gals on a bit of an upswing and that's refreshing because you know building a business has been really hard so just to see everyone i care about and who i work with and work so hard with and in the same place and not a bunch of like vip stragglers from hollywood i mean hey guys come to our next party but just to be around friends and family and to take a real moment felt like the right thing and i think the lesson is to do more of it yeah. I feel like there's been a bunch of events this week and I keep saying yes, yes, yes. And like yours was one of the ones that I was like actually really wanted to go to. I didn't go to that. Yeah. You know, I didn't go. To well, that yeah. Place. And sometimes you got to prioritize because I was just texting with Sophia. It's like all these things. You you need like a dress. You need to do makeup. You need to do hair. Like I'm a single working mom. I can't be buying all this clothes and makeup and hair and oh, getting it's so there. Expensive. It's I like, mean, Liz is looking for a dress to wear tonight. You're like, you need a gown. It's like, yeah. where do you get a gown in a moment's notice? Yeah. I mean, Ooh. you could do Rent the Runway. Nasty Gal sells a few, yeah. but... It's a lot just keeping up with yourself. Just blow-drying your own hair can be so hard. God. I think it's especially tough in L.A., maybe L.A. and New York, where if you end up invited to like a special event... Yeah. There's just so much pressure to keep up with the people who have like a team of stylists and hair and makeup people with them all the time. It's a lot. I mean, it costs a thousand bucks to get someone to slap a dress on you. It really does. And it goes up from there. Again, I don't mean to bring up my real life shit, but people look at your Instagram and they're like, well, 
Look at her. She's covered in diamonds and she's got her hair done. She doesn't have any problems. I'm like, none of this is mine, by the way. It's not my hair. It's not my diamonds. <laughs> it's not my dress. It's not my shoes. Like, I literally have to go home and put everything back in boxes and send it back to well, where it least, came. Well, at least people let you borrow shit. That's true, that's... which is very nice. I'm just saying, again, I think I have to open up my real life shit because I had to miss my friend's bridal shower go away because I had my son. The math of hiring a babysitter for the weekend was just, I couldn't do it. And I felt like, man, then they look at that stuff and they think, oh, she's, you know, your life's a party. She's just having a blast. It's really hard to draw that line. I don't know if that's a moment or more of a a girl boss realization that you can't judge people on what they put up to represent themselves. Yeah. That's been a theme on this podcast. Don't compare your hustle to their highlight reel. And you know, as much as I'd like to think that my Instagram is like a real, no, it's a highlight reel. I think it would be fun if a group of us put it together and we could all have the password and put up like actual things like, uh-huh. hey, hey guys, uh, so this is my W2 <laughs> and I don't know how to, don't know how to do it. And it also looks like I owe a bunch of money. <laughs> oh my God. You know, it'd just be yeah. fun. All right. On that that note of... Just saying, we're all in this together. Wisdom. We're all in this together. Um, So each week we ask our listeners, that's you, to tweet Instagram in your girlboss moments using the hashtag girlbossmoment. And a girlboss moment is just the time in your week where you felt like you owned your life. And it can be anything from, I shoved a 20-minute bubble bath in between meetings I don't know who does that, but well. <laughs> if you have a bubble bath next to your desk, to, you know, I got promoted or I launched my company and we just get such incredible, inspiring girl boss moments from you guys. Again, it's best on social media because that way our producer, Shara, can look for them and bring them to us. Otherwise, it's a lot of inbox digging and things that mm-hmm. I personally, it's just too much to keep up with. Thank you, though. And we also right. love the compliments. I get a ton of compliments. Oh, yeah? Of like, it's so funny, or I like your dress. Just add in, if you're going to take the time, which is great to take yeah. the time, we love to hear it, just add in one little thing. Yeah, we, we're not going to read your flattery on the podcast, even though we love it. We enjoy it. it. I might retweet it. <laughs> and I love it, and I have no boyfriend, so it's great for my ego, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels weird to read just accolades and love letters on Twitter. So Katie Timrowski at Katie Temrowski says, having a hashtag girl boss moment because I wrote my first machine learning natural language processing program in hashtag Python at my dream internship. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a really good moment. Do you understand moment. any of that? No. Okay. I know what machine learning is. What is it? I don't know what natural language processing program. Python is like a scripting language. Yeah. That's all I know. But that's... Dude, making us feel dumb is a girl boss moment. That is a big moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not I parallel parked. So, Katie, hands up. <laughs> girl boss. Girl boss. Beth Comstock. Beth Comstock, who was a guest on Girl Boss Radio. Go listen to her episode now. Um, she's the vice chair at General Electric and just an amazing woman and mother. Beth Comstock retweeted Forbes, who says, Congratulations to this year's at Forbes hashtag Power Women. She's a major power woman, and she's a lot of grace. That's the tough part, I think, being a power woman and staying graceful. Maybe some people might be like, the pressure to be graceful is like not fair for women. But it's a quality that I think we all have the ability to possess, so why not? At Susan RM67, my picture and contact info as the PR specialist on my works press page. Awesome. Oh, that's cool. So you're like among the, you know, important people representing the company. That feels good to get acknowledged. Totally. 
Cassie L. Fulton at Cassie Fulton says attended at Ella Vest launch and had great convos with women about investing. Many first heard Sally on Girl Boss. Thanks, Sophie. Oh my God, that's so cool. So Sally Krawcheck was another guest on the podcast and um, she just launched Ella Vest, which is a investment platform for mm. women. Super that's cool. Awesome. Congratulations, Sally <clears throat> and Cassie for finding her. She's a Major girl boss. Gianna Asinski at underscore Gianna applied for a girl boss internship because, well, why not? Cool. Cool. We've had so many applications. Really? Yeah. It's just, I think there's like a series of, like, there's maybe like two or three hires that need to be made. And I think intern is the one that happens once the other ones have been made. Did you guys um, find the producer? Not yet. Hmm. Not we'll yet. Working. Talking to people. Yeah. Joanne Encarnation says, at GoFitJoe, holy cow, I just got asked to be on a podcast for women entrepreneurs. It's not Sophia's, but maybe one day, hashtag girl boss moment. That's so cool. Aww. I wonder what you do. I'm going to go look. Becca Christensen at That's What B <laughs> said, my house doubled in value. That's cool. That's awesome. I know. I hope that happens for me. Yeah. Can we move in with you? dumped all right? my money into a silk rug. House rich. So never house poor. House poor. I'm house poor. House poor. Julia started Monday with a at yoga with Adrienne session before opening up any email. Hashtag girl boss moment. That's hard to do. That is hard to do. I wake up in the middle of the night and open my email. Oh, I know. And that, then I realize no one else is dumb enough to send emails in the middle of the night. So what the fuck? Am I, I doing? do. I send them all the time, and then and then I wonder people will miss them, and I'm like, well, I sent it to you at three thirty one a.m. How could you grammed like midnight last night? I, I would. I had like insomnia, but I love mm. that photo I took of you. Isn't it kind of I old like school? That, yeah, it looked kind of like well, it's black and white. <laughs> it just looked a little bit like reminiscent of days of yore. Beth Comstock, again, she's all over. Don't let anyone tell you great things can't happen in America. Ah, with an awesome photo. Oh, wow. Oh, That's Hillary a great photo. Cool there. Emily Amanda Moore, this is me trying not to pass out. Sorry, I have been MIA on Instagram for the past week. I've been extremely sick and had to miss my graduation because of it. With that being said, that doesn't make my degree any less meaningful. I still cool. did it. I don't know. Caps and gowns are kind of dumb. Aw, she's so sweet. I mean, just getting it done is the main thing. Like, standing in line with people. I mean, yeah. that's a cool shared moment. When that's I was in high school, I was like, I'm I'm homeschooling my senior year. I will not wear a cap and gown. I'm not proud of finishing high school. But that's just like me being like angry and kind of stunted learner, maybe. And I don't know. Anyway, that's a huge accomplishment. That's a big, big accomplishment. Lucy Ferguson says, and we have a floor. We battened it out. We glued and we laid baby. <laughs> Pure bliss in the form of Tasmanian oak. Hmm. I am physically exhausted, but the authenticity of being able to say I helped build my own store is amazing. Hashtag girl boss moment. Now 12 hours of painting. <laughs> Big shout out to my foreman at Rory Fletcher 109 and the best small job specialist, GP Hale. Shout out. Thanks, GP Hale. Go GP. Um, yeah. Can you ch change the light bulb by my front door? <laughs> it's been dark there forever. My nightstand's dark. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Liz. Thanks for having me, hot stuff. All right. Let's get to the interview. When Melissa Ben Ishai was fired from her advertising job in 2008, her brother told her to go home and bake some cupcakes. Sounds like an insult. Go bake some cupcakes. But little did he know that small piece of advice was the beginning of a big business. Melissa is now the president and chief product officer of Baked by Melissa, and the company now boasts 14 locations in the New York area and ships nationally. 
The cupcakes, in their signature bite size, each contain under 50 calories, which allow people to taste more flavors without that post-dessert guilt trip. Melissa, thank you so much for joining us on Girl Boss Radio. Thank you for having me. I start every one of these podcasts with the same question, which is, what was your first job? And for some people, that's like a career-like job. And for others, it's like a, you know, babysitting or something like just my first job was at Subway scooping tuna onto sandwiches and totally. making sure there was only six <laughs> olives on the very top. <laughs> Melissa, what was your first job? Okay, I'm going to go with the first corporate job. And that was right out of college. I worked as a sales assistant at a media company. And my job was to input data into a computer that was manufactured like in 1987. <laughs> um, I remember watching an episode of The Office and being like, wow, that's like where I work. Um, did you work with people like that? Yeah, <laughs> I did. I loved fun. everyone I worked with. I really did. And I'm sure anyone can relate that when you're like – when you work – closely with people, you become friends and you build relationships that you may never have had otherwise if you weren't in that circumstance. And I oh. love that part of that experience. The people were amazing. Have you stayed in touch with any of them? Yes, actually. Oh, well, the, the first batch of tie-dye cupcakes I ever made was for one of my colleagues in that job. And he loved the Grateful Dead. I loved the Grateful Dead. And it was his birthday. And I wanted to do something special for him. So I baked these red, white, and blue tie-dye cupcakes, which wound up becoming my thing, tie-dye yeah. cupcakes. So you're like the Ben and Jerry's of cupcakes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> did you always love baking? Like, where did baking begin in your life? And, you know, at what point did you realize you were kind of good at it. I guess maybe when you were tie-dyeing them. <laughs> I always love I love projects. I love doing things with my hands, creating with my hands and and cooking and baking is is such a big part of that. So, I remember pulling up a chair next to my mom in the kitchen when I couldn't even see over the counter and baking and cooking with both of my parents actually. And then when I was in college, I went to Syracuse and it's very cold there and I'm the type of person who will take a comfy couch over a crowded bar any night of the week. So naturally, I started baking, wink, wink. But really, I started <laughs> baking and baking. And some people just drink at home. But. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, so I started baking in college, I guess, for real, for friends. And then when I was working in media after college, I would bake cupcakes for people. And the response was always just so fulfilling, I guess. And, mm -hmm. and I became yeah, it's known hard for to be bacon. sad with a cupcake in your hand. You exactly. know, I say that about ice cream too. It's just like you never see someone crying holding ice cream. It's just not possible. So it's totally. like totally. And I love yeah. to give. And you yeah. know, so it's I love to bake and I love to give. And I think that's why cupcakes are just so what I love. That's so cool. Another question I like to get into is like, are you an introvert or an extrovert? And so giving is kind of an extroverted act, but baking in solitude kind of isn't. Like, do you think you're an introvert or? That is such an awesome question. Nobody has ever asked me that question. Oh, wow. I used to be an extrovert. And since we started Baked by Melissa, it's actually <laughs> brought out the introvert in me. Uh -huh. I think when you get a lot of attention for something, it it's very humbling and Mm -hmm. It makes you realize who the the genuine – it just makes you realize a lot about life, I guess. Totally. And it's caused me to be more of an introvert and I actually appreciate that about myself. What is it now. like processing other people's perceptions th that they have before they meet you? You know, that's something that's still pretty new for me and – 
you know, it's almost nicer to just prove who you are by showing up and being that person rather than have people read stuff about you and be like, oh my gosh, like she's built an empire, totally. <laughs> you know? Well, it's funny because I'm an unrecognizable celebrity. So what that means is that when I walk into a room, I meet people as me. And then it takes them some time to recognize or figure out who I am for like Melissa. The Melissa. Melissa. And then the way that they treat me is different. And it's just I know part of why I'm an introvert now, I think. It's it's humble. It's just like, oh, wow. <laughs> like what? So if I wasn't her, then you wouldn't have been as nice to me. But it also makes me value the real, genuine people. Sorry if that wasn't so positive. No, it's, it is it is positive. And I still vacillate between being like, these people like me because I did something. But what if I hadn't done something? Would they still like me? And then totally. it's like, and the but perception. That's not the well. That's not the case. So you better yeah. just be grateful for what you have and shut up, Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> so you bake this guy some tie-dyed cupcakes. And at what point did you start a business? So I was there for seven months. I realized soon after starting there that it wasn't, you know, where I saw myself. But I am the type of person where I knew like I just needed to get a job, experience it, and then move on from there, Mm -hmm. foot in the door. So I wound up working at Deutsch Advertising as my next job as an assistant media planner, and I was baking still. It was basically two years after I made the first batch of tie-dye cupcakes that we started Baked by Melissa. I got another job. I was baking even more, and then through those two years of baking these tie-dye cupcakes, they became like perfected and then I was fired from my job which gave me the opportunity to try baking cupcakes for a living and starting Baked by Melissa even though I was still looking for other jobs Uh in media and advertising simultaneously because I mean who would have thought that (laughs) that would actually work yeah and so you got fired from Deutsch what was that like and It was terrible. What did you do right after that happened? So, well, I was fired because I wasn't good at my job. I wasn't passionate. And, you know, there was a level of understanding that you need to have with your boss that I didn't have with mine, clearly. And then I was called to HR on a Wednesday at 11 a.m. I thought I was getting a promotion. I got fired. It sucked. You know, it really is a blow to your ego. And I went back to my cubicle to pack up my personal belongings like they told me to. And I picked up the phone and I called my brother crying. I said, I got fired. And without even thinking or hesitating, he said, it's the best thing that ever happened to you. Come to my office. So I went right to his office. We sat on the couches. He had just moved into his very first office in Manhattan. And he said, go home, bake your cupcakes. We'll start a business together. And that was something that we always wanted to do together. And I literally went home and baked cupcakes. Like Beyonce, I made lemonade. I made cupcakes. <laughs> lemonade flavor cupcakes. Yeah. What's your brother's name? Brian. Brian. And so he's the CEO of your company now. Is that right? Yeah, he is. That's so cool. It's um, awesome. What's it like working with family? It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can trust him. It's. I mean, listen, it's great. And I could trust him, which is the most important thing in any business relation or any relationship, I think. Obviously, it's also challenging because we had to figure out how to work together, which we've had seven years to do so. And I think that we've come a really long way and we really appreciate each other. 
Cool. And so he told you to go home and make cupcakes and that you were going to start a business together and you went home and made cupcakes. Did you take him off to the corner and make a cupcake stand? <laughs> what was the next thing that you did? So my best friend's little sister was staying with me for the summer. She had an internship at a PR firm. So I sent her to her internship the next morning with more than half of the cupcakes. I said, you know what? All girls love cupcakes. If nothing else, you'll make some friends when you bring these in. But in the back of my mind, I was hoping the owner of the PR firm, it's Allison Broad PR, and Allison Broad was always like a celebrity to me. So I was hoping Allison would see the cupcakes. And she did and loved them. And literally the day after I was fired, Allison was putting me in touch with her caterer. You know, he was Allison Broad's caterer. So he had other a-list clients and literally a week after meeting him I was doing my first event with him and I baked 200 cupcakes for the event in my little kitchen in Murray Hill and we got business cards printed that had my name my home address and baked by Melissa on them which my parents were like not thrilled about and we made like a little website baked by Melissa so when we got to the event we like displayed the cupcakes really beautifully and I put my business cards in front of the cupcakes and I stood behind the cupcakes and I was like I bake cupcakes now and <laughs> people like loved them they they picked up my business card and sure enough like I got a lot of orders from each event that I did they cool. could go to bakebymelissa.com place an order like through PayPal and I would bake them box them and deliver them by foot from my apartment wow have you had issue with feeling like this is legitimate. I mean, clearly it is now, but at different points in time, have you stopped and said, wait a minute, who have I duped? This who is the really hell happening? do I think I am? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. At the beginning, actually, when I was baking out of my apartment, the first weeks of the company, I was cold calling catering companies specifically and saying, hi, this is Melissa from Baked by Melissa. I'd like to bring you a free tasting of my cupcakes. At that point, I felt like a fraud. People were picturing me in a bakery, and I was sitting on my green uh -huh. couch in my living room, green. you know, green. with the cupcakes in the oven. <laughs> I think it's a confidence thing. Now I have much more confidence in myself, and I feel like I've earned it and proved mm -hmm. to myself that I'm authentically me, mm -hmm. obviously with the help of an unbelievable team. But I mean, when you ask that question, I, I definitely go back to the very early stages of Baked by Melissa, and I was like, who am I? I remember with Nasty Gal, there was like a pretend we, like it was never a we. It was just like, at Nasty Gal, we strive <laughs> to bring you the best vintage, blah, 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 whatever it was on our like About Us page early on. And when I hired my first employee, I think she said something like, oh, my God, I thought this was like run by like Urban Outfitters or something. And I was like, nope, it's just me. <laughs> Go you. And yeah, you like, got to fake it till you so make it. You do. And then you have to bake it. <laughs> <laughs> da -dum -dum. Everyone just like stopped listening. They're like unsubscribe. Um, and at what point did you have to move out of your apartment? Because that sounds insane. It was insane, but I really wanted to bake cupcakes for a living. So seven months, actually, after I um, lost my job and started baking out of my apartment that we moved into a, a commercial kitchen space. Okay. And what was it like to hire your first employee? At what point did that happen? Was it – were they like a sous chef or pastry <laughs> – I don't know what you call it. Totally. 
So um, we hired our first employee when we moved into the commercial kitchen space. He was a stripper by night, amazing, uh, an R and B singer. He had a single with Snoop Dogg. Who worked for a cupcake company? I want to meet this guy. (laughs) He he was also very strong. He could. I'm not a small girl, and he could like lift me up with one arm. But sounds like a fun work environment. (laughs) Yeah, it was the two of us listening to the boombox in the basement kitchen that we were working out of. And at the beginning, I didn't know how to delegate. I had I was an assistant media planner before. (laughs) So I would only ask him to do things that I couldn't get done myself. I'd mm-hmm. be like, I'm Did you sorry. feel guilty asking him to do things? Because in the beginning when I started delegating to people, I was like, could you pretty please? It's such a weird thing to tell another person to do something. Oh, my God. I used to start never everything done it before. with an apology. I'd be like, I'm sorry, but can you do this? I'm sorry, but can you do this? I and then know. obviously, you know, I've come a long way. But it's almost better. People just want clarity so that they can do a good job. Was it scary to hire your first employee? Because I yeah, remember I when cried. I hired my first in, did you? I cried. I was cry you? at milestones all the time. I mean, I'm, I don't cry as often anymore. Did you cry in front of him? No. No, I cried the night before. I was like, is he nice? Is our, like It was unknown. It mm-hmm. was changed. I was baking out of my little tiny apartment for so long, and then I was moving into this big kitchen, and we were going to have an employee, and... But it was great. And I mean, we literally like lived together. I I baked 13 hours a day, seven days a week for like the first two years that we were in business. So at some point you started selling cupcakes direct to consumers. And so I know you started with catering and that's so cool. You had like a free, you know, it was like people sponsor events to have their business card out there and you were getting paid to cater and having a stack of business cards. But at what point did you begin selling cupcakes to the people? (laughs) <laughs> I know. I, so this is hard hitting journalism. Okay? <laughs> well, we we started selling to the people in November of 2008. We actually opened in the Union Square Holiday Market, which is a six week period of time in Manhattan where holiday markets pop up. There's one in Union Square. There's one in Bryant Park. There's one in Columbus Circle. And we opened the first baked by Melissa freestanding anything in the Union Square Holiday Market, and people were just lined up. And we sold out every single day. And in the short six-week period of time, we actually wound up opening in the Columbus Circle and Bryant Park holiday markets. And then after they were over, come January 1st, we realized we had this unbelievable opportunity before us that we had to take advantage of. So at that point is when we decided we would open our very first store in true baked by Melissa fashion, if you will, a bite-sized pickup window in Soho. Oh, cool. And is that space still there? So they actually demolished the building to put in a Nike town. Um, oh. Yes. And we knew that Baked by Melissa is magic. So, I mean, and that's a perfect example of it. We actually moved into that location knowing it was a month-to-month lease, and we wound up keeping it for five years until they sold the building. And now we have another window on that same street just a few blocks down on Lafayette Street in Soho. What are the cross streets for the New Yorkers listening? Lafayette and Spring Street. I'm sure they've already been there. Um, <laughs> And so you have 14 locations in New York now. How fast did that ramp from the time you opened your first location? It's funny. It depends who you ask. We were growing really quickly, and we still are. I mean, we've only been around for seven years. So, you know, at the beginning, like, there were a few years where we opened multiple stores, and now we're trying to take our time. Yeah, that's smart. How many employees do you have? Over 350. When you think about that, like, how does that register for you? (laughs) 
<laughs> I just laugh. No, I know. I, it's just yeah. like, what? What? And so today you're the chief product officer. What does that mean? What is your day like? What is my day like? So I split my time between the office and the kitchen. Today I'm in the office and I went to an event this morning and spoke to young kids who were doing this big baking project at a museum. And now I'm talking to you. I was so excited last night going to sleep because it's such a fun day. Tomorrow I'll be in the kitchen and I'm working on new flavors of our cupcakes and our macarons and I'm working on new product development. And I'm also super excited to do that because that's like my craft. That's why we're here because I Uh love to create with my hands. And you've started kind of like a consumer brand around cupcakes and there's so many people baking. You know, we have the Girl Boss Foundation, which we give grants to creative female entrepreneurs. And there's a lot of women baking and sending baked goods and with their applications. What do you think has really set you apart as a brand with Bake by Melissa? How did you differentiate yourself when you came into the cupcake market, per se? Well, I guess the obvious answer is that we're bite-sized. And we don't have paper and every cupcake is under 50 calories. And that totally makes us unique. And I think the other part of that is me. We're authentic. I'm Melissa. Mm -hmm. It's called Baked by Melissa. I'm actually in the kitchen. For the first two years, I literally baked every cupcake and iced every cupcake. And my arms have never been so toned. Um, I bet. (laughs) And even now I'm in the kitchen most of the time. And I'm working alongside with our bakers. And they know when I walk on the floor, they're like, oh, shit. Do you sample stuff a lot to make sure that – uh-oh. Yes. Yeah? I not only do – I had a baby four months ago and – Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. I think before I got pregnant, I was like really good at only eating the cupcakes when I needed to because it's such a big part of my job to begin with. And then I got pregnant and we were working on gluten-free and I – oh, God. A a fresh cupcake out of the oven is amazing. And now, I mean, I just haven't shaken the habit again, so – uh-huh. Does anyone ever eat one? I mean, I love that the calories are low, but I could not control myself if there were more than one cupcake. Thank around. you. I mean, I like to think that people can't. <laughs> it's a natural upsell. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, you eat so many cupcakes. Do you have to like lay off the sugar otherwise? I consider myself a foodie. And to me, the definition of being a foodie is like being educated as to where the food you eat comes from and just understanding that industry. So, I mean, I think that balance is important. I try to keep as much balance in my life as possible, and that goes with my diet too. And our cupcakes are just a bite. I mean, I eat dessert all the time. Mm -hmm. But other Mm -hmm. than that, I try and eat healthy. What is your favorite flavor of cupcake? (sighs) Peanut butter and jelly. Oh, wow. That's cool. Have you ever thought about doing like weed edibles because <laughs> baked can mean like more than one thing? That would so, be really yeah, funny. So, yeah, how do you think I got into this business? <laughs> okay, we'll just – we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the Grateful Dead reference I should have like – I mean I like uh, in college, you know. <laughs> Tell me about your routine. I mean, wow, you're a new mom. So that's a big deal. That must have totally rocked your routine. But in general, what is it that you do in the morning to feel like you're ready to take on your day? Sure. I wake up early. I wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning on work days, so Monday through Friday at least. I drink Turkish coffee. I'm married to an Israeli. He got me into it when we started dating, and it's just amazing because it's not bitter. It's super strong, and you don't have to add sugar or anything. Wow. I go to the gym. 
I'm at the gym at 6 a.m., three mornings a week. I need what it. What do you do? Do you take classes? Do you get on the treadmill? I box. <laughs> Don't oh, cool. cross me. I'll kick the shit out of you. Oh, like, I'm wow. not even joking. That's how I get all of my aggression out. And some mornings I'll wake up not feeling it, and then I'll box, and I'll uh, – it just changes me. It's amazing. Boxing. I highly recommend cakes. boxing. I love it. Cool. I, I hear that it like a lot of women love boxing, actually. And men. I like it. It's exhausting. It's like swimming. Your whole body's like exactly. engaged. I love yeah. swimming too, actually, but I live in New York and I hate swimming. I like, I like, <laughs> like doggy paddling and, you know, cannonballs. But <laughs> um, do you believe in balance or do you believe in an, I mean, I feel, anyway, I'm not going to answer my own question, but I'm going to ask you, do you <laughs> Wait, I want to know. Balance? Do you believe oh, in I, balance? I, f- I feel it's like a good thing to strive for because you'll always be looking at the right things and you'll always be paying attention to yourself personally and professionally and your friends and your home and whatever it is. But I just wonder if there is a state of balance that actually exists because people use this word a lot. Totally. And actually, as a new mom, people are always using it and then contradicting it. They're like, there is no balance. And I guess... I just believe in happiness. I need to be happy. And if mm-hmm. I'm happy, then I'm super productive. Personally Babies and, and cupcakes, man. Babies yeah. and cupcakes. You got it made. Um, <laughs> what would you say your proudest moment has been with Baked by Melissa? I have an answer that I give. I was proud when we opened our gluten-free store. But I think my absolute proudest moment would have to be like standing in our Soho window opening weekend and peeking my head. And this was in 2008, but it was just like, I'm Cinderella. I'm like the modern mm-hmm. day Cinderella. I was fired from my job. I love to bake cupcakes. And like <laughs> all my friends from growing up were like, that's hilarious. Like you bake cupcakes. Of course you bake cupcakes because I would be in their kitchen like putting peanut butter and fluff and maple syrup and chocolate syrup between two pieces of bread. Like this was always my fluff. thing. So <laughs> like looking out the window and seeing a line of people around the corner like waiting for M- Melissa my, – my cupcakes. That's was, so cool. I could cry thinking about it. What would you say the best advice that you've gotten is? Because I am a very passionate person who is emotionally attached to my brand, the best advice I've gotten is measure twice, cut once. And that's from my father. And he knows me very well and he knows I need that advice. So explain that. Can you unpack that for our listeners? I guess if something happens that you feel frustrated with or emotional as a response that Mm -hmm. before you react or respond you should think about it and for Mm -hmm. me that means going home going to sleep waking up the next morning and dealing with it so you're measuring twice and you're cutting Mm -hmm. once the Mm -hmm. the the thinking about it is the measuring and your response is the cut it's not so much in the kitchen actually it's more in my communication yeah it's really easy to just be like of course not why yeah. didn't what no yeah you know um when you have a lot going on and you know it's easy to convince yourself even that like no i don't have the time to communicate gently i need to just get shit done yeah and, and it's also yourself. really important to communicate with facts mm-hmm. and when you're emotional it's easy to communicate with your opinion but yeah. in business it needs to be fact and not opinion because your totally. opinion doesn't really matter yeah, and your emotions really don't belong there. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's really cool. If you walk, it's like say you go into the JFK location and you walk up to the counter 
Do the people who work there like know who you are? Do you sometimes have to be like, hi, I'm the Melissa? Yeah, that's more recently. I was actually just talking to one of my colleagues about it. I like I, I have to go out of my way to go to the stores. I'm actually that's my mm-hmm. day on Thursday this week. I'm going to the stores because it's so important oh. to me that I I'm a familiar face and I like verbally appreciate everybody and make them feel like, you know, they're part of something. And I think that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm working on that. I mean, in our, we only have two stores, but it's an important thing to do. It is. And it's like there's so much going on always, and it's so hard to make time to do everything. We kind of mentioned imposter syndrome, but, you know, clearly you've built something amazing. But people look at, you know, someone like you and they think, oh, wow, like she has it figured out. I'm still trying to figure it out. And I'll just <laughs> ask you, do you think you have it figured out? I think I have it more figured out than I had. <laughs> seven years ago or eight years ago, but that's just because I've been living life for that much longer. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody has it figured out. Even Like, no, nobody. Barack Obama doesn't have it figured out. Tom Cruise doesn't have it figured out. He definitely no, doesn't have definitely it figured not. out. <laughs> but, but nobody does. And that's actually something that I have learned through my experience with Baked by Melissa because I like to think about the thought process a lot. And I remember how I felt before I was who I am today. And I still have insecurities and things that make me feel challenged. And mm-hmm. if I – even more so, you know? Uh, yeah, I think it's such a painful thing. And I don't know. This is probably just an exercise in Zen Buddhism or something, which I'm not really – I don't really subscribe to anything. But when you think you have it figured out, you realize you have nothing figured out. And, you know, at a up certain and down, point, up and down. the scariest part of adulthood is just knowing that nothing really stands still. I um, actually find I, comfort in knowing that you never have it figured out because then you could kind of do whatever. Like there's less pressure in making decisions. Yeah. It's like it's all in how you frame it. It can be exhilarating and it can be terrifying. Yeah, and totally. But no matter what happens, it's going to be okay because it's your unique path. Well, on that note, there's a question that I ask every one of our guests, which is what is your girl boss moment or what was your girl boss moment of this week? And a girl boss moment is something that is the time in your week where you felt like you were doing something for yourself, really like nurtured your yourself or your career that made you feel like you were the boss of your own life. So Melissa, what was your girl boss moment this week? I went to my parents this weekend and I kind of just took the day for me. And that was a girl boss moment because it's so, especially with a child, it's like people tell you before you give birth that you're not going to have any time for yourself and you should like sit on the couch and watch an entire season of something. And Mm -hmm. like, it's so true. So I said, here are mom and dad, here's Scotty, you know, you could feed her. And that's a good one. And I just chilled. (laughs) It was nice Girl for a few moment. hours. Yeah. Cool. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you this so much for having me. It was yeah, so nice to meet you. You too. And tell our listeners where they can find you and Baked by Melissa. You can find Baked by Melissa by going to bakedbymelissa.com. We ship our product nationwide. And if you're in the New York metro area, you could stop by any one of our 14 locations and get Baked by Melissa there. Yum. That was another episode of Girl Boss Radio. We'll be back next week with YouTube star Glozel Green, so please tune in. Our producer is Shara Morris. Thanks also to Kristen Meinzer, Laura Mayer, and Andy Bowers at Panoply. 
Thanks also to the band Phases for our theme song and my husband, Joel Jarktograph, whose band is now called Same Animal, for our interstitial jam. I'm Sophia Amoruso. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.